0: Tell your journey, it's all about, I'm not an expert, but from what I've done, you just tell them what you're up to every week and what you're going through, emotionally and physically, what you're going through every week, so then they get to know you a little bit better. But nothing's more better than word of mouth and doing a good job. If you do a good job with a the client, they'll just pass your details on to the experts and more. That's
1: really cool. Yeah, so
0: for 120 quid of dominoes, <laughs> I've got three clients on. So
1: We are here at the International Franchise Show and I'm joined by Ryan from Teslums. Great to have you.
0: Thank you very much for having me.
1: Thanks for joining us. How's it all going at your own...?
0: It's hot over there. (laughs) (laughs) I've just asked Simon to turn the temperature down. It's going to take about half an hour apparently. (laughs) But yeah, it's alright. I've just left a lady on the stand, so we're having a chat with her with Gemma. Um, Okay. So yeah, it's... I think like everything, you, you come to these and... It starts, doesn't it? You think there's going to be a massive rush of people, and you get you're like rushing to get here for ten o'clock, and then it, it goes to ten o'clock, and nothing changes. <laughs> and you stand there going, "Where's all the people?" But then I think you just realise it takes a bit of time, and then if you're further back down the hall as well, yeah. I feel like it takes a bit of time people to make their way through. Yeah. And um, but that's the first one we've probably had a good conversation with. Okay. Uh, they've got we haven't got a territory available, but we're having a look at it now. But okay. yeah, yeah. So with these shows, I always just take it is that you have to you have to be in it to win it sort of thing yeah that's my opinion Anna.
1: yeah so when people come and talk to you what are they finding out like what is Tesla? what do you do
0: so teslon is basically in a nutshell a, a recruitment business so that's it we're, we're a recruitment agency but and um, we specialize in healthcare and then we also specialize in a, another bit of it as well is we, we only supply care assistants nurses and support workers we do temporary and permanent recruitment. So temporary recruitment, say, a nursing home short-staffed yeah. and they have to, buy floor try and cover the shift. Yeah. They would ring us and say, Ryan, can you get us a shift tonight? We need a nurse for an 8-8 cover tonight. And we're constantly recruiting people with experience in the UK, yeah. getting them compliant to working with the clients and it, we're getting their availability every week. So they'd ring us and say, oh, we'll, we'll book in, you know, shower, we'll, someone will ring us for a shift. We'd go for our okay. nurses' check sharon can you do a shift tonight for us oh yeah i can no problem and sharon turns up does the shift okay. and we pay her weekly and then the other side of it is the permanent recruitment so same same client for instance they need a new manager or deputy manager they come to us and we do the recruitment on their behalf yeah. saves them a fortune um, and obviously we make some money by placing that candidate but because we're constantly recruiting and constantly got adverts, out, so you've always got a database of people to go up okay so that's what we do
1: so you've obviously built up a lot of trust in the sector. Yeah. How did you go about like building
0: that with I clients? Th- I think it's, trust comes from doing a good job, I think. I think it just comes from doing a good job. Yeah. We can all get testimonials, can't we? We can all get video testimonials, and, and they're important, I do get them. But nothing's more better than word of mouth and doing a good job. If you do a good job with the client, they'll just pass your details on to the next person, won't yeah. they? And it doesn't matter about the testimonial then, because it's already done within verbally t- yeah. communicating. So, been established for 15 years like we've got a good name for ourselves and it's from just being I think in our our industry if you can't do the job it's okay to let the client down but just tell them and communicate that and just be human about it and I think I think well being very very human and being realistic about stuff and just being a real person about how you deal with your clients is probably the way we've structured our business we're quite real yeah. Um, I think it helps. I think some sectors in recruitment can feel a bit unrealistic and a bit, like, commercial and a bit abrupt and harsh. And we're not like that at all. No, having I mean,
1: known no. you, I know that you personally are not like yeah, that. Yeah, well, we're not.
0: <laughs> I, just, I just think it's, like, I don't know. I just think it's a shit way to do business. My personal, my, I feel like years ago, people expected that level of thing where it's, like, a, a strict professional... That sort of thing, but I think over time people just changed. Social media has had a big play on it, the internet's had a big play on it. Yeah. Um, people can find out more about a company now, and there's reviews and websites with listings on and things like that. So you have to be real, you yeah, have to be as real absolutely. as possible. Um, I feel like you can't hide behind that professional facade anymore. You have to be real and get back to your clients and have that personal relationship. And that's where having a personal brand and, and all that's. We, this could open to a massive conversation, but that's where it all comes into it. Like in ten seconds, stuff we can find out who owns any company and probably find them on yeah, LinkedIn. Exactly. Yeah. We could probably find a video about them straight away. Yeah. And it's that bit about having that real relationship with them.
1: Yeah. So let's dive a little bit deeper into that. Yeah. Because that's obviously something that you're you know, passionate about yeah, and yeah. you do a lot in terms of your own personal brand. Yeah. How did that come about?
0: It came about. I. I. I, I, so I when I started off in 2000 and I think it was 2010 or 2011, I had my first recruitment business. I was just looking at ways to try and get known. And that's how it started really for me, it's just trying to find different ways of getting known. Now we can do some marketing and we can do vlogs and we can do all the other stuff, but I think for me it was just trying to get my name out there and getting my clients to know me and that's how it started and just going from there. And I think also being a leader in a business, Yeah, you you have to. It's that word in it, lead. Yeah. If you want, if you want your team to do it, guess what?
1: You've got to do. Yeah,
0: you've got to do it. So I just champion it the best I can myself, and it's not always easy because social media's can be a hard place sometimes. But as long as you try and be consistent, drive the same messages, and talk about the same thing, be real again. So I feel like some there's no disconnect from me meeting me in the person to me on linkedin or me on instagram yeah and there's no disconnect and i feel that's where you've got have a, have a strong personal brand is when people meet you and they know everything about you or they think they know everything about you yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. it isn't it that's that's what i'm passionate about is because i felt that i wanted my clients to know who i was and and it works quite well so that's, that's
1: yeah it, it? so do you expect that same level from your franchisees
0: i try i try to get it but the other thing what you've got to think is when is a, is um a, a lot of the time franchisees are getting into it and all they're trying to do is get into business and get. so there's a big learning curve that they're going through just trying to run a business aren't they yeah. so I, I do I do I do I do actually go on about it it is part of our training to do the LinkedIn training we're working we're going to be doing our next conference and I'm going to be doing a lot on it so I do, right. I do try and teach it to have a personal brand and some of them do um, some of them don't it's like everything Like some people are really comfortable with it and some people aren't it's just
1: yeah.
0: I think when you see the benefit of it
1: yeah
0: I think I think it's like you have to actually, some people need that financial tick yeah, so like really I know having my personal brand on LinkedIn has brought me business I categorically had messages of someone okay. giving me a national contract from the back of my That's social really media and I've de- obviously got the contact got the email got the contact made it happen
1: yeah. and
0: we're now trading with that company yeah. because of my LinkedIn and I think when you've Done that, and it's no longer an ego thing, or it's no longer just hoping for the best. Yeah,
1: that's
0: when the reality yeah. comes in, and that's when it becomes important, isn't it? Yeah, that's the yeah. bit, isn't it? When it becomes yeah. important, that's when it ticks that box of right, i got to keep doing this.
1: Yeah, and when you see the results, and the franchisee network will see, like, oh, Ryan's won a national contract yeah. that everyone benefits from,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: and then they can pick up on that as yeah, well.
0: Exactly. And I just teach them how I just tell your journey, it's all about. I'm no expert, but from what I've done, is just tell them what you're up to every week and what you're going through emotionally and physically, what you're going through every week. So then they get to know you a little bit better. And then when you do reach out to a client and you add them on and reach out and say, I'm in the area next week, can I come and see you? It's okay. not like such a cold thing because at least they know what you look like.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Just... Unless you use a filter, which. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, so that, that's why it's important to me.
1: Yeah. So what kind of people
0: fit within the Tesla franchise? I, I, it's a tough one. I've gone round and round in circles with this. It seems to be li- living in the land of like around between late 30s up to 50s. And it seems to be like a family business. Okay. And it seems to be always like husband and wife, uh, daughter and, and dad or brothers and brothers and so that's always seems to lend in that at the okay. minute and it always seems to be someone from a health background in the in in, in, in the family okay. so like um he was a nurse roslyn's a nurse um mona umar's missus she works in domicile the care they've all got some healthcare related background and then
1: yeah.
0: some business knowledge and that's what seems to be landing that's the profile that we've sort of created and that's what it is, so I feel like it's always someone who knows about health and is sort of passionate about it, and then that's where it's landed, but I, I'm i sorry, I just go down the I, I have to have a gut feeling about them people, I know that some people have really rigorous onboarding processes and I do, but for me, I, I need to feel that person, I need to understand what the why is, what they're doing it for, what type of person they are, how they conduct their life know are, are they emotionally intelligent are they wh- why, why are they doing it sort of thing I know a lot of people do the profit and the loss and the projections and the exit plan and, and they are important yeah but I feel like when you're a franchise and you're a franchisor you really need to get to know your franchisees and I, I need that emotional bit me to, to work on because i end up being you're being a bit of a sounding board as a franchisor and it's that emotional bit that you I end up going on with them that okay. coaching session so that's what's important to me
1: Okay. So in terms of emotional intelligence, for those that are not really aware of what that is, what what does that mean
0: to you? I think emotional intelligence for me is is tuning into how someone's feeling on a a day-to-day and and understanding that everyone's human. Everyone's going through mad shit. Everyone's going through something and being tuned into that and sometimes being empathetic and sympathetic to situations that you wouldn't usually be. Or in a commercial environment, you certainly wouldn't use to be. It'd be simple, cut across, why you not performing? What are these figures that you're like? Well, can we just dig a little bit deeper into that? What, what's actually going on? And why yeah. are you actually really struggling with this? And like, okay, why are you struggling with that? Let's, let's have a deeper, more, you know, a get under the skin of it. And do you need professional help? Or is there anything we can do to support you through that? And I think that bit of it, emotional intelligence to me is... is exactly what it is, is being aware of someone's emotions and being empathetic and sympathetic to, to that situation the best you can. Because you've, you've got to try and push people and drive them but yeah. find out what makes them click and why, they, why they're why they doing it and yeah. making sure they feel full of purpose and determination to carry on and understanding all around it, that's, that's what it means to me anyway.
1: Okay, I guess that's kind of important, like if a franchisee has like their um, staff that they're working with, they, they would need to know to send them to the right Organisation or to the right like, yeah, yeah, service client, that you're yeah, providing. Yeah, 100% so.
0: when you're doing interviews all the time, because it's two things, isn't it? You get your client on, so you're going see your client, you find out what your client's like, you need to get you know your manager really well, the service place, where it is, what it's located, how long it's been going for, all that side of thing. And then you've got to tie up at the other end when you're agency workers, so you're interviewing yeah. them constantly, finding out why they do agency work, what, what's their emotional ties to why they do it, because a lot of them need flexibility for personal reasons. Yeah. Their experience, and, and then the tie, the two tie together. So. Yeah.
1: So, in terms of a franchisee, what can they expect to be doing on like a day-to-day basis?
0: So, day-to-day basis, we do like a little plan with them. So, I'll sort of go for that plan with you. But on Mondays, if you were up and established and running, Mondays always payroll day for us. So, because we okay. get paid weekly, agency workers. So getting time sheets in, checking the invoice, uh, running payroll, getting them time sheets checked, um, bringing all the clients, confirming things with them, getting PO numbers, etc. You'll obviously be covering shifts as well. So there's a lot of shifts for the week coming in or the following week coming in. So you've got the two edges there. So you'll spend the day doing that. And then also, if you're a bit more established, you'll have a few team members so that would be like the payroll side of it, making sure the timesheets are done. Yeah. But then the other side of it would the recruitment. So a lot of people apply for jobs on Sundays. Yeah. Don't want to go back okay. to work. Yeah, yeah, don't want to go to work on That's Monday. interesting. Yeah, yeah. So then Monday morning, pick up all your CVs, start interviewing them, booking them in for Tuesday and Thursday. So Tuesday is generally like a recruitment day. So interviews, interviews, interviews. Wednesday admin, so processing them applicants, getting the details, yeah. sending the references off processing the applications again confirming Thursday's interviews Friday out doing visits or Thursday out doing visits and do interviews on Friday and that's how it is just that's your daily week is one week one day a week or depends if you if you've got a lot of recruitment done and that's gone well you might want to go and see some more clients if yes. you, you just toss it between there, but that, that's day-to-day so it's, it's generally just talking to people most of the time. Okay. It's definitely a talking business. It's understanding your clients, and understanding your candidates. Okay, so
1: you need someone that's slightly extroverted that can talk to people, maybe. Or... Yeah. Yeah, you need to <laughs> or be extroverted, to... but can talk to people.
0: Yeah, I feel like I feel like you can either be a salesperson and you're always talking sales, but if you are a salesperson or that type of person, you will need someone in your office supporting you, the admin. Yeah. Because naturally, salespeople aren't amazing at admin, and naturally process driven admin people aren't amazing at sales yeah so it's the two sides two sides that you need covering because you'll just not get the not champion the best out of everything if you don't yeah. do that no
1: that's true
0: yeah so so you're obviously admin yeah yeah i love my admin i love <laughs> I, I, lo- I love just checking the dates on passports <laughs> like if i got nothing i'll quite happily do that all day long
1: genuinely <laughs> not <joke>. even close
0: <laughs> I've never looked at a passport. I can't
1: even see you saying so long I've not, not looked at my that. own
0: passport for 10 years, never mind some fucker it's else's. Just yeah. <laughs> the wife checked that Yeah, movie. yeah. Yeah, no. Admin is not my bag at all. <laughs> <laughs> I got took off recruitment because I used to get the application form, just like literally write the guy's name at the top of the passport. <laughs> he was <minting>. him. <laughs> but
1: you don't want your franchises <laughs> no, doing no. that, do you?
0: Yeah, don't do what I do. <laughs> it's it's funny when when you're coaching franchisees it's so funny because you obviously you have to teach them a certain way of teaching sales but I've never done it the way we like (laughs) (laughs) I'm like how do you teach people like I've done some mad stuff trying to get business on and it works, but I feel like you have to be a certain type of people. Obviously, you need a foundation, don't you? Yeah, you do. <laughs> you need a foundation. Yeah. You can't go in someone and say, "Yeah, just do this," and you know, it'll pull it off, and it works. <laughs> We've done some good stuff though. In lockdown, we did we did a couple of good ones. We did um, we sent some pizzas to a client, and that went really well. Um, nice. that, that was a good one. Um, with that one, um, we sent pizzas to the hall, and they took pictures. It hit the local press because it was in oh, lockdown. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then. The lady who was that we sent them to, we found out her husband was a director of a massive mental health hospital. And then nice. he started using us. So that home started using us, they started using us. We hit the law school press, got loads of social media out of it, then she left and went to another service. That service carried on using us and then she went to a new service and they carried using us. That's really cool. Yeah, so for 120 quid of dominoes, <laughs> I got three clients on. That's brilliant. <laughs> So but like yeah, you can't
1: train that. But that's can that's you? not in that's
0: unfortunately that's not the operations manual. <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious. But the biggest client I got on Steph was back in 2007, Back to personal branding, I had I created a blog and um, for because I was supplying teachers and getting them to create course content. So we created that and we were sharing it through the Twitter page. So I had loads of NQTs sharing the, the blogs so of lesson plans. Anyway, cut a long story, I, te- I tweeted the chief exec of this children's charity that has schools in it, and said, can I talk to you about staffing? And he said, yeah. So I said, a day, a DM'd him, we followed each other back, got his number. Steph, it's now been our longest client, I've been there 15 years, we've wow. been supplying staff to them. They're our biggest client, so we're a £3 million business, wow. turnover at head office, and um, it's a charity. And 11 years ago, they asked me to be a trustee, and then, I, and then I helped David, who's the chief exec, through a bullying situation for being homosexual. Okay. And he was getting bullied by some of the board and That's I got exciting. rid of, I went to the charity commission with that and we, I went through a big learning curve with that. So I was the chair of the board for six years and now I'm back being a trustee and we've got a new chair on. So from one tweet trying to raise a pro profile, I've got the longest client we've ever had, yeah. one of our biggest clients, I've been a trustee for a charity and a chairman. So. It's the power of personal brand, isn't yeah, it? But it you is. don't realise until, like I say, until you do it and you tick that box, you don't realise.
1: No. But it's also the power of connection, and it's the power... Like, everyone in franchising pretty much knows Ryan Armitage. Yeah, yeah. Most nice people love you. Some <laughs> might not. <laughs>
0: what are you talking about, you,
1: <laughs> not talking about myself. <laughs> Obviously, I'm, like, number one fan. <laughs> um. And it's that kind of, you connect really well with people yeah. and, you know, that's that's part of who you are, that's part of yeah. just your personality, your persona, yeah. and that's something that, you know, you're helping to raise a profile on behalf of the franchisees as well, so yeah. they benefit from your persona. 100%. you are crazy. Well. <laughs> Hit right out. <laughs> it's me, Ryan. It, work, it me works,
0: it. though. It, it's not, I don't even try and put it on, though. It's just something that I think is important, so... It, like I say, when it becomes important, it becomes something you do in a daily habit, isn't it? And it becomes something that I think it's important. So it works for me, networking, creating connections. Also, I'm not a massive... I do, I do read books, but I'm, I'm not someone who can concentrate for a long amount of time and get bored really quickly. Big really? E- Shocker. But you know. Wow, that's absolutely shocking. <laughs> <laughs> so, So... What I find is chatting to people, I'd rather have a conversation with someone, so I kind of have to like, go and make these connections and come, these conversations, because so if I do it, yeah. then, then I get that information that I need, yeah. and that's where I... I mean, everyone, I'm not Superman, like, everyone fucking does that, don't they? Like, everyone can go and talk to people, but I just find that that's my thing, I, like, I really like it, and I get a lot from it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you can see that and a lot of people a lot of people do connect with you. Yeah. Like whenever I look on LinkedIn, uh look on LinkedIn it's always Brian, Ryan, Ryan. I'm like, there are other people in the industry
0: Brian, <laughs> Brian,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, Ryan.
0: alright Gotta <laughs> do it, but well, that's that's the whole point, that's it I'll say it. Yeah. Do it yeah.
1: But like, like one of the things I've really noticed is you absolutely love the franchise industry. You're yeah. passionate about yeah. franchising. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Where has that come from?
0: Mum and Dad. So I was born into it. I know it sounds like some other film, but I was literally fucking born into it. So Mum and Dad have been in franchising for years and years, so um, I was born into it. My career started in this car sales because my dad was a car sales trainer back in his t- 20s and 30s and 40s, you know, and then they have been in franchising for years as well. I knew about it growing up. I was always around conversations, privy to Mum and Dad talking about things and Understanding, and I remember being in the house with writing franchise agreements and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, so wow. I had understanding of it. So when I when I got the opportunity to, to start my own, that was it. So th- I think I've just always been passionate about that side of it. I kind of like what makes me tick the most is I like I fucking hate it because I sound cliche and cheesy, but it is kind of cool, isn't it? You sell someone a business, you know it works, and then when you see them buy a new house or get a new car or they've gone on holiday or it's working for them and they're, they're getting it for, like, yeah. I know it sounds super cheesy, I'm trying not to be fucking super cheesy. Just
1: pour out the cheese, just lashing But the it, it, it's,
0: it's cool, is it? And then yeah. the bit the bit that makes me, sets me on fire inside is, like, that emotional conversation and coaching and it's those 10 o'clock at night conversations about fucking hell, Ryan, this happened today or I've just had someone fucking on the notice who has been missing to start. And, like, okay. how do you get through that? Yeah. Or your biggest client drops you, or some bad happens in the family and they can't cope, and it's just that's what sets me on fire. Yeah,
1: and that comes from your personal experience, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, yeah, it? I think yeah. So, yeah, so that's,
1: that's yeah. It's really cool. So, Ryan, if someone wanted to find out about Tesla, yeah, what do they do? <laughs> <laughs> Apart from follow you on LinkedIn?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the best place to start if you're looking at a franchise, of Tesla, would be YouTube. Um, there's quite a lot of content on YouTube about Teslon. The Teslon website's got everything you need on it, TeslonFranchising.com. But like I just said, just pick up the phone. Um, just go on Teslon, tap it in Google, pick up the landline, it goes straight through to my mobile or Gems. Um, and just pick up the phone, and have a chat with us. That's, that's, like, I think, the best source of having a conversation and finding out a bit about us. And then we're more than happy to come and see you. We do discovery days and franchisees, you can speak to other franchisees. So, yeah.
1: yeah. So, you're here at the International Franchise Show, yeah. what are you hoping to get from the rest of the weekend?
0: I would love to have some good conversations, I want to have some good conversations with some people who potentially want some franchisees, hopefully around Bristol, would be lovely to kind of any franchise on <laughs> Bristol, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like for me it's, it's been an it to win it, so loads on social media. Um, have some good conversations with people in the industry if, if anything because I feel like that, that, that bit about having chats with people about what you're yeah. going through and what you're growing through
1: Yeah.
0: and if I can have some good leads from it and have some good conversations that would be ideal, I, I always say sell one from each show we did seven last year from three shows ok that's really good
1: so, well done, yeah. brilliant thank you so much for your time, I appreciate it I've been it. so professional
0: haven't I I mean,
1: I'm really surprised you've only sworn three times. Yeah,
0: I've been mean, so professional. <laughs> <so>. You <laughs> know, me It's me, you, it, you, you make me feel better. I've got to be fresh that. <laughs>